Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Christoph Defoe. I'm Liz Wilson. We have no plan for today's show, so we're just going to wing it for a while and see how it goes. But before that, I want to remind you that if you like our show, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, check out our Patreon, and tell your friends to listen. New episodes post Mondays at noon Eastern on all the major podcast channels, and be sure to check out our sponsor, Cannibal & Co., located in downtown Jersey City, and at shopcannibal.com. We're grateful to Cannibal for sponsoring our show. since the holidays this feeling of like meh I mean what happened was the last two weeks of the year were this great opportunity to feel like what it's like to work a reasonable amount of time and get a reasonable amount of rest right so Mm -hmm. I mean I worked we had I had Mondays and I had Monday and Fridays off for two weeks in a row right and so that was like so I only worked like maybe three days or four days right and I felt it felt very reasonable to me, you know, because <laughs> now when I go back, I'm like, especially now this new job, I'm working a lot more mm-hmm. and it's than I used to at my old job. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. I mean, I get like two days off. And by the time Friday, you finally get any kind of sense of decompression, it's time to start worrying about Monday again. And it's yeah. just what a scam. It really is. It's like the greatest tool that capitalism has is just convincing you that your self-worth is based on how many hours of your life you can sacrifice to this machine to to something other to something outside yourself other than like your family and your personal time and and that rest is lazy like you know this over the holidays i'm i'm ha- i was having such a hard time coming back to okay this is what i was saying to myself in my head i'm having a hard time coming back to reality but I'm kind of coming to this realization that, like, what is the, what do I mean by reality, right? Like, I mean, subscribing to this idea that I need to be, quote unquote, productive. Okay, so what does that mean, right? It, because I've been productive. I have been taking care of myself. I've been taking care of my children. I have been resting. I have been going to therapy. I have been doing things that fill my cup. But because I haven't been, I don't even know what, I don't even, that's the thing too. It's like, I don't have a nine to five job. I don't have um, the same type of job that you have. So I'm not the primary breadwinner in my house. I do odd jobs here and there. I'm a freelancer, you know, I'm a painter, but I guess that's what it comes down to. I'm like, I should be painting. I should be doing all these things. But then you know what it brings up. If Then it's like, so one of my things that I resist painting, it's like I'm resisting the voices, the shoulds in my head. I'm now painting, which is like a source of of joy for me. And also just like an integral part of who I am is becoming connected with capitalism. So I'm like resisting it. Oh. I just realized that. So thanks for coming to my therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I so get that. I so get that because during this time, you know, these last, last two weeks of the year, last year, um, 
I got to do some writing, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I wasn't so exhausted that I was like, all right, I'm getting back into writing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've been working on this memoir book and, and it's hard to write and it, and, but it's very deeply gratifying to write as well. Right. And, and, um, and, and I'm a writer fundamentally, I do that for work as well. Um, but it feels you know, being able to do it for something that is deeply gratifying for me, as opposed to doing it, selling my services, right? Selling my ability f- to the highest bidder. Um, it, it's so much more gratifying to do it in a way that is, that is, feels like I am, you know, being really creative in, in a way that matters to me in a way that, and, and I do hate the fact that, and even as I write the book and work on that, the fact that I feel the need to m- sort of monetize that mm-hmm. in the first place, right? Like, why can't I just write short stories because I like to write short stories? Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, well, if I package these together, I can write that, I can sell <clears> them <throat> as a book, and then I can make money, and then I can do what I want, but also make money, I guess. But like, the fact that we even have to think that way yeah. is the problem. And it's connected to what we were talking about before we started recording, which is, right, you know, just this capitalism problem and how we get wrapped up in this rat race of comparing ourselves to other people. And and I feel like you and I are people who are who are actively thinking about it and actively not wanting to do it, but I still <laughs> find myself doing it, right? It's just yeah. so pervasive, you know? Yeah. It's so it's so deeply ingrained too. You think about like I posted about this a while ago that the idea of the work ethic, like the Puritan work mm. ethic. So wor- so that quote unquote again, working hard, meaning putting in hours towards making money contributing to the capitalist system is like a moral imperative. It's not just, it's not just like, that would be great. It's like, you are a good person only if you have a good and strong work ethic, which means participating in the system in a way that is deemed acceptable. Um, And it's yeah. really, I really feel like it's only entering the zeitgeist in like the last year or so, at least. And, you know, I could have just been oblivious to it before that. But the idea that rest is not laziness and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually part of being a human being and that you actually are more productive if you take care of yourself. And it's it's really, but it does go so, so, so deeply. And it's like taking us who are conscious of it it's taking us time to even unpack that. So imagine, you know, there's all this, like there's an entire world of like, quote, unquote, health and wellness gurus who are like oh teaching you how to maximize your productivity. Like That's get up exactly at five it. o'clock every morning, go for a run, get those hours in. And it's just like, okay, great. If it makes you happy and feel good to do those things, then do that. But it's sold as a recipe for how to be a good and productive human. Like productivity yeah. is the ultimate goal. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many ways in which these systems, and that's really what we're talking about, it seems like, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about how these systems, um, even, what, even to the extent that we are aware of them, impact and pressure us 
to do to to behave in a certain way mm-hmm. and i mean this is the this is a the, the, the protestant work ethic idea that there's something inherently valuable about working hard right right which is bullshit there is nothing inherently good about working hard in fact right. that's why we that's why we have technology We've, we've literally yeah. created technology so we don't have to work as hard. That's yeah. the point. That's right. the point. So don't come at me with this idea that there's something inherently good about working hard. No, there's no. not. Ideally, we'd be able to do whatever we wanted to do. That would be right. ideal. That would be right. ideal. And maybe that's working. Maybe that's not. But whatever you want to do, right? Right. Well, there's this real, it's really interesting that we have this idea that like it's, 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 more ethical to be a hard worker. But at the same time, if you look at the people who have the most money in our culture, they're not the people who have three or four jobs, who like work (laughs) as a fry cook, who drive buses, who do the actual work that feels like hard work. They're the people who have enough money to to invest in the stock market. You're literally not doing anything when you make that money, guys. You're not making that money. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. It's so, it's so true. And, 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 it, you know, another thing coming back to the holidays, the post-holiday malaise is, you know, one of the things that one of the most difficult things for the holidays, I think for me, um, is right. Uh, and this is a, this is connected to the systems issue is, is, uh, it is the time more than any other time that I'm like, man, having kids, that's nice. Family uh-huh. is nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, and I bring this up because, you know, I don't normally feel that way, but, but during the holidays, there's that sense. And especially now that I'm, you know, I'm 41, I'm not 31, right? So um, there is a lot of a social pressure. There's a lot of, and not even like anyone's t- telling me, oh, you need to have children. It's not like that. But I mean, like just the momentum of society, right? Like everyone, you know, is having kids or has mm. kids, right? You know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like, sort of like momentum and, um, and I think that right, um, and this isn't a uh, a a commentary on whether it's good or, or bad to have kids. What it is 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 to identify how these like how systems we just sort of flow through systems, and it's so hard to not do what everyone mm-hmm. else is doing, even if like right, um, and and I think I'll. Even if you if you're in a position where you're like you know what I don't want to do that right I don't like I'm I'm like I don't want to have kids or I don't want to um, I don't want to monetize my hobbies right mm-hmm. I don't want to do that I don't want to monetize my deeply held <clears throat> beliefs and skills um, but the but the flow is is really hard to not be part of that flow. I think it's part of being a social animal, right? It's part of being um in 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 the systems and, you know, and it it's hard to stop and ask oneself like who am I benefiting here, right? Like who is winning in this situation? And um frequently it's not us. That that's mm-hmm. for damn sure. Frequently it is not us um yeah. and 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 more than anything else it it creates a light of a lot of and and a lot of psychological can, can create i think a lot of psychological discomfort unnecessary psychological discomfort when it's like look this is the choice i made or look this is what i want to do why do i feel bad about that why do i have to feel shitty about that why you know what i mean and and that's the kind of stuff that just can be so exhausting and so infuriating mm-hmm. And to just wake up and deal with that every day, you know? Yeah. And it's hard to interrogate, like, 
I think it's part of the reason so many people have a hard time when you say, well, what do you want? Like, what are your goals? Because how do you pick apart what you genuinely want and what you feel like you should want because of the way that the world you were raised in? Right. Yeah. It's funny that you, oh, sorry, go go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. I was just just going to say quickly that, um, you know, I've been, I was hearing something, someone talk about this in terms of, uh, oh, this was somebody on TikTok that I follow. Um, Not that I'm a big TikTok person, but anyway, this person I follow and, and she was talking about this in terms of women in particular, like, you know, and how these things get ingrained in, in women, like, right, this, she was saying specifically, she was talking about it in terms of women not wanting to, even though women might have the answer or know what's right or, or have the answer, but say, well, I think that maybe, or, or. Uh, you know, just sort of like yeah. not wanting to be to sound like the confident because then you might get labeled as X, Y, and Z. And so even women who are very aware of this, who who are confident, who are smart, still find themselves doing that. And I was like, yes, I get, I can, I could see how that works. I can yep. see how that works, you know. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I cut you off there. No, it's, uh, you're totally right. That's a default. And I catch myself all the time. You want to soften everything because women are supposed to be soft. You don't want to be too pushy. They might not like it. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. I like that you brought up your writing, though, because I was thinking about that this morning. I don't know. I was thinking about painting and how I haven't been. Um, And I, I was like, huh, I wonder how his writing's going, speaking of creative pursuits, because I think, you know, that's such an important part of being a human being. And I think, especially for people who are pulled towards creative pursuits, it's even more important. Um, and I know you've been busy with your new job. So I was curious to know how it's going. Yeah. I mean, thanks. And it's going well. I mean, so I've gotten to this place. I've been fundamentally, I'm a short story writer. I like to write short stories. Um, and I, been trying to write a series of short stories about my life um and they take place in different eras of my life but it's all in the context of a motorcycle trip because i take a lot of motorcycle trips and um and there is a very small genre out there about motorcycle memoir type genre there it exists um so um i'm sort of writing for that and it is going um and you know what kills me is that like i was got had gotten i would had a beautiful writing habit until I got this job and Mm -hmm. it just sort of, um, I, so I picked it back up. I get, I told myself that I would wait a few, a little while until I got my feet under my feet under me in terms of this new job, understand what, understand what it requires and how I can fit in my own writing into my regular day. Um, I'm not a morning person, as you know. Um, and so I usually do it. I like to write after work, which is unusual, I think for most people, but, um, but it is, uh, but it's hard. And so it, the good news is that I've picked it back up. I have picked it back up and I'm, um, I, I was, I was, I was writing a good, like, I don't know, a thousand words, a thousand words, like a day for a while there, which is really, really aggressive. Um, but I'm, so I'm not doing that, but, um, but I am, but I'm getting back into it and it is, 
it is such an important, like you were saying, it's just so important. It, it makes me feel so, it makes me feel like I'm doing something that's value, really valuable. And like, as opposed to, not that I don't like my job or my work, it's like I don't like being a lawyer and writing in that way. I do. It's, it, it is meaningful in, in a way, but it's not in the same way that this sort of creative style of writing is, which is creative nonfiction, but still creative, you know? Yeah. Um, so important. Yeah. It's more satisfying. It's satisfying in a different way. Absolutely. In a much deeper way, in a much yeah. deeper way. Well, um, yeah. And so are you, how are you, so you said you haven't been painting, but you want to get back, but you want to get back into it and you just haven't had the oomph. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I just, I was, uh, I don't know, man. I just feel uh, since the holidays, just very when we were planning this show, you know, and I said I was having a hard time thinking of anything I wanted to talk about because I'm just feeling meh. Mm -hmm. After I sent it, I thought that probably sounds like I'm depressed, but I'm really not. Like I actually feel good. Like I kind of like it. It's kind of like a just not giving a fuck vibe, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of walking around the world constantly just with this awareness of like, this is all very insignificant <laughs> in yeah. the scheme of things. And like, I don't know, there's this thing that I, I use sometimes to put things in perspective when I'm feeling anxious, which is to think, you know, in a hundred years, we'll all be dead. Like, this isn't going to matter. It's fine. That's right. Um, and I've just kind of been living in that space. And I think honestly, part of it is just exhaustion. I'm like... Mm. With the the state of the country and politics and COVID and illnesses, it's like, I just don't have the energy to give a shit anymore. Like, I really don't. And it's kind of freeing and it's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm paying attention and I still care and like, just not in a way that shreds my guts and like, you know, puts me in a state of alert. I'm kind of like, you know a little more balanced in a way. So I kind of want to hold on to some of this, but I would like to get a bit of my uh, creative spark back. But mm -hmm. one of the things that I've kind of learned over the years is that you can't force creativity. <laughs> you can encourage it and you can kind of like make it, you know, like create fertile ground for it, but um, it doesn't... It's not something you can fake, which is part of the problem with monetizing it, because it's like, right. you know, when you think about the, the need that we have in our society to make a certain amount of money to survive, it's like you have to have a certain amount of output and a certain amount of input. And having to like wait for the whim to strike me is not really conducive to having a steady paycheck. Um so luckily I'm married to somebody who brings in a more steady paycheck. <laughs> Very lucky. And I know that. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's very uh, a very capitalist, I guess, issue to have this like very human desire to create. And I do believe that we, I, it's not a belief, we need our, our, as humans, we need beauty and we need art, we need writing, we need all that music, all that stuff, but we don't value it in our society. We don't value the full process of it. We don't value the fact that there are downtimes and there are 
times of high productivity and we need to allow people to be able to live in through all those times. Um, yeah. So the bummer about it is like when you're writing a book, you're thinking without even wanting to think it, I bet you're thinking, okay, well, you're fast forwarding your brain. You're like, well, if I do this and this and this, maybe this can happen. And maybe I can get money for this and this and this, instead of just living in the experience and the truth of telling your story. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that's uh, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. It makes it, it puts this pressure on it that sort of ruins Ruins. I mean, capitalism poisons everything. And I mean that, you know, and it is uh, a system, you know, it, it's I'm not again, I always say I'm not anti markets. I'm not anti. I think that's an important way to run a run a society. But like be, it just doesn't have to be this sort of race to the bottom. I mean, you know, where everyone is racing to be as productive, to be the yeah. most productive, because if you're not, there's always going to be somebody who's prepared to 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 be more productive than you are. And then uh-huh. you will lose and then Absolutely. they will. That's how it works. And so it just it, 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 that means it's a race to the bottom. Right. Because, yeah. you know, it. it I, a great analogy. So starting this new job and, you know, I'll send an email to somebody and I'll get an email back like within five minutes, I get an email back and I'm like, I'm not expecting an email back in five minutes, right? Like, I mean, you can take an hour, take a day. I mean, I'm not, but there is this incentive because there's going to be somebody who will respond to every single email right away. So that means if that's if that means that becomes now the standard. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone then tried to do that, even if they would rather take an hour or two yeah. days to get back to you, because it really doesn't matter that much, right? Yeah. If we all just agreed that this doesn't matter that much, we'd be fine. But we can't because there's always going to be some people who are prepared to put it all out there. And it's a fundamental problem. One of the, I think that one of the fundamental problems, frankly of being a person really of being a human being like i mean it's a fundamental problem of running a society in a in full of social animals i think and i don't really have an answer to that but it always happens it always happens and so there's always gonna be somebody who's more ambitious and that and so and they end up setting the standard the reason for that is capitalism and again i'm not anti-capitalist like i I don't want to be living in a communist country. I don't want to be living in a purely socialist country. Right, right. Neither do I. But if you live in a, but if you, I just feel like, and again, I'm not an expert on these things, but in my perception, it seems that we've been moving more and more and more towards um, unfettered capitalism, which is, doesn't care about people. Like it's not actually out for people's well-being. And what it does is it creates that world where especially when you have a population as high as we have, there are so many people mm-hmm. and the best avenue to success is to be the one who's the fastest, the loudest, the the one who exhausts themselves and is there all the time. And what does that mean? That means that like you have the winners are the people who are willing to sacrifice the most. Exactly. That's, and <laughs> to that be miserable. is <laughs> to be miserable. And you know what I think, and I think the, to, to your point, I think one of the best ways to solve that problem is to make sure, um, well, let me back up. I think a, a, one of the fundamental problems, another, I think, fundamental problem of being a human being is is that we are hierarchical, right? That is how our, that's how we end up operating. And that is, capitalism, I think, reflects that, but I think it all drives that, but also, it also, but also reflects that within ourselves, right? So like any other group of, and you know how I am about this, like 
um, any other group of animals. I mean, so I think the to use cats or dogs, for example, like if they, when there's two cats in a room or two dogs in a room, one immediately knows who is the dominant one, right? The hierarchy is immediately established. As soon as they walk into the room, one is going to be dominant, one is going to be submissive. And like we as human beings aren't that, because we have brains, we have, we have, we have all kinds of things that are going on too, but we also do that, right? We automatically start making hierarchies out of each other. It's kind mm-hmm. of what we do. And tribalism and kind of hierarchy are just like what ends up happening always, 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 always. And so- you know, I think that if you try to eliminate that from society, which is what communism tries to do, right? Like I say, there's going to be no hierarchy. Everyone's yeah. going to be the same. That becomes very problematic very quickly because we humans don't like that. We'll start from making our own hierarchies. I think the key is to make every part of the hierarchy okay. Even right. the very bottom of the hierarchy is a good, decent life, right? Right. That, and then you can start eliminating that problem because yeah. if, if, because if there's a bunch of people who are going to be perfectly okay just having enough, most people are going to be perfectly fine with that. They don't have to climb to the top and be the, the alpha person. They don't care about that. So if that's okay, you eliminate the problems. You eliminate a lot of the problems that way. And um, and that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? Is is um, And this is a problem with the broken system of capitalism that we have, which is like, like you said, more driving towards this unfettered system where like if you don't win you die like literally you cannot live if you're not winning like that's fucked up yeah like the erosion of the middle class Mm -hmm. which is one of the things that kill me about the 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 maga people is this whole like talking about wanting to go back to like the 50s like set aside the social problems with that um (laughs) but in the 50s like there were a shit ton of social support systems like they want to get rid of those systems. That's right. <laughs> so which way they just want to keep the racism and the sexism, I guess. I think that's probably right. I yeah. think they just like, like, uh, right. <laughs> that it, 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 because women, people of color, uh, non-gender conforming people, et cetera, weren't really allowed to be part of the hierarchy. They, they, they weren't allowed to be themselves, right? So they weren't in the hierarchy. They were basically just at the bottom, the trash at the bottom. So then it was fine. When it was just white men in that hierarchy, then yeah, fine. Social services, sure. GI Bill, absolutely. 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 As long as they're not going to get it, right? Those people aren't going to get it. But now that they're going to get it, we'd rather that nobody gets yeah. it. That's right. I mean, it's if I can't get it, if, if I can't be on top, then I don't want this i don't want to play at all if i can't be the 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 not even the earned winner the designated winner if i can't be the designated winner in in all cases no matter what i always win that i'm not going to play right because let's also not forget that in this capitalist system where the supposedly the hardest worker gets gets the the prize in reality like the white man starts out just a little bit further ahead than anybody else. So, or a lot further ahead. So it's, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not an equal playing field. So this is, it's all a myth anyway, that this, exactly that you get it by working hard. Like it's a toxic, disgusting myth because yeah. it is just not true for most people. Most people cannot become millionaires if they're not born with money. That's right. Every once in a while, there'll be like somebody who can, but you know, 
Most people Everyone's you know who are really rich were born into something. So that's right, and yeah. including by the way, right? Like, I mean, there's there's nepotism essentially in I was, actors. Yep. Just right? thinking that we're just thinking about like actors. It doesn't really matter what any not even any, just money. It's yeah. contacts, contacts, access. athletes too. By the way, athletes too, right? Half yep. of these guys, athletes had parents that were like, oh, they one parent was an Olympic athlete. And you're like, okay, <laughs> well. <laughs> Like Odell Beckham Jr., right, great football player, uh, et cetera. Like, you know, his mom, his dad was like a, a baseball player and his, mo- a, and his mom was an like Olympic athlete. And it's like, well, yeah. okay, yeah. I mean, you got a big step up, right? I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. So, you know. Nice genetics, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. You're like a freak of nature. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you know, no one's like that, <laughs> you know. So anyway, so yeah. So this idea of meritocracy. Right is an app. It, it really, really is a joke. I speaking of meritocracy, and um, and I just want to get your thoughts on this, um, mm-hmm. because so f- here's the, the, this free will problem. So here's why I think there's no free will. I don't think there. And, and, <laughs> okay. and, and, and Hold I'm going to get ready. And, okay. and, and I'm going to and I'm going to just use a little test to to make the point. Okay. And that is this, right? So it is true, and I think you would have to agree that. Everything that's happened, everything that I do right now has an effect, right? Like literally every action I take, there is a future effect, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So that means that everything that has happened, that's happening now Mm -hmm. is a cause, is an effect of a cause that happened before. Right. Right? Yes. So in what sense then? Am I authoring what I'm doing right now? Literally everything I'm doing has already had a cause that happened before that, that, that before I'm even realizing mm-hmm. right now. Now you can start backing up and be like, OK, well, fine, Christoph, but I caused those things from before. Right. Like the, the, the effects that are happening right now, like the, 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 there are causes that in the past, but I am that caused. Right. So um, in the sense that, like, if I have yellow teeth today <laughs> right the cause of that is my not taking care of my teeth or smoking or drinking coffee for the last x number of years so yeah and it's so so yes there's cause and effect but i caused it but then that falls apart really quickly because if you go back far enough eventually you get to a place where i was born right and i didn't have any say in that Right. So, or where you were born, or who you were born to, or who I was born to, and I mean, so without even getting into the metaphysics of 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 free will, it becomes, I think, very very problematic to say the, the meritocracy idea gets really really problematic really mm-hmm. really fast. Yeah. It's like how much of what I'm doing right now is caused by what I did. Most of it is just, I mean. Causes that I can't even begin to fathom. Causes yeah. that, like starting with whatever the original action was, like Big Bang style, like whatever the, the original action was. Everything is basically a series of events that that happened as a result of that action. And by the way, it's not that like it's not fate either. It's not that everything that happened today must had to have happened the way it did. 
But the point is that it did happen the way it did and it couldn't have happened. And I can't and there's no way that I can change that now. Like I'm already living the effects of causes from so long ago. This mm-hmm. is when people say like, oh, Biden is responsible for the gas prices. Like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> That's ridiculous. What's happening right now is not he's it just doesn't work that way. So anyway, that's my undermining of free will. And and I could get again, not even getting into the metaphysics, but just purely on the lot of this meritocracy idea upon right. which the very foundations of capitalism and of our and importantly, our criminal justice system. That's the big one. The big one, the criminal justice system, it is deeply flawed. It is deeply flawed. And if you want to get into, into, into meditation, into Zen, which I am very much into, like, you don't, you, there's not even a you to take the action in the fucking first place. And if you really investigate yourself, you'll realize there is no seed kernel of you anywhere. You're a series of processes. That's it. You know, so anyway, that's my rant on uh, my free will rant. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're very welcome. I mean, I want to ask you questions, but <laughs> if you have a question, ask me. I mean, <laughs> okay, so so we say no free will, and I get what you're saying. I follow the the logic, but then. I, my question is, so in this moment right now, I had all these things that led up to me being here at this moment, being who I am with, you know, whatever neuroses I have, whatever um, tendencies I have that I might be more, I'm, I'm most likely to do this thing rather than that thing. But like right now I could stand up and walk out of here or I could continue to have our conversation. I could go like running naked through the streets. Sure. Whatever. So like, wouldn't you say that that's like in a moment, in a microcosm, it's not that you have the free will, you you can't do literally anything, but like you do have, you could do this thing or you could do this thing at any given moment. Like those choices are why we are here now, because we have made choices in the past. Right. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. And I think, and I, I, I do understand what you're saying. And I would, I mean... I think there's two ways to think of it. I mean, first of all, there's the way of like, well, we won't even get into that. D- to your point, I still think that you couldn't have made a different choice mm-hmm. if you wanted to. I don't think you could have because okay. because everything that happened before, there's a million things that have happened before that caught, you don't know what they are, but it doesn't mean there wasn't a million things that happened before that brought you to this exact point. And okay. You know, you, you understand what I'm saying? So, like, I see what you're saying. So, you're saying whatever does happen was what had to have happened. What what was destined in a way to happen because of all the factors that led up all to all the that things thing. that happened before it. Gotcha. And I and, and and I don't and and I just and again, that's without even getting into the metaphysics and metaphys, metaphysics of it, like really getting to the point of like what is what you mm. is making the decision in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you start breaking that down. Do you mean your brain? Do you mean your heart? Do you mean just the combination of all those things? But but again, the, the more carefully you look at yourself, you realize that you are just a collection of processes. There's no, there's no essence that is you. I mean, mm-hmm. it is just a, a collection of processes. So it's like, at what point, I mean, then the, the, a religious person answers that by saying soul. Right. There's mm-hmm. something that there's a ghost in the machine. Mm-hmm. Right. There's some there's some essence of me that's in there. But that becomes really hard to defend on logical grounds. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, if you want to just say, but, you know, 
there's a soul, well then, okay, well then also pigs can fly. I mean, I get to say whatever I want then because, right, because there's no rules then, right? You just get to make up the rules because if we're talking about in terms of reason, then there is no soul. That's that's just off the table because that's just not provable. So what we can demonstrate though is that we are a a series of systems and there's no one part of that system that's me, right? Mm -hmm. So even if I was able to, we could, even if all those effects in the past didn't, cause what's happening now even if we separated all those things what me is making that choice right now and Mm -hmm. i and i I would challenge you to think about that and try and come up with what me actually means a collection of things but again every collection of things is made up of a series of smaller things which is made up of a series of smaller things which which is made up of a series of small things it's not just one thing nothing is no and that's why like a simplistic system where you're saying like if work hard, then achieve great success, it means nothing. But also, I just want to push back a little bit on the pigs flying thing, because (laughs) I can empirically prove that pigs cannot fly. I cannot empirically prove that there is no soul. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, that, 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 that is very, very reasonable. That is very, very reasonable. But I get your point. I take your point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, I, I find this kind of stuff interesting, but I all, but I, but I, but I'm not doing it just for this, for the mental exercise. And there's a reason why I brought this up and that is, um, disagree with me on the free will question. Fine. Um, I think most people will, because I think it's really scary for people to think that there is no free will. Um, I mean, by, by the way, like by the time you make to get to your point about making the decision, by the time you have made, like you're conscious of the decision you made, your brain has already made the decision. That is a neurological fact mm-hmm. before yeah. you, before you consciously even know. So where's the freedom in that? <laughs> where's the freedom in that? You don't even know what you were, that you were going to make that choice until after you've already, your brain's already decided to make mm-hmm. the choice. The impulses have already fired. So I'm like... Come on. Where's yeah. the freedom in that? Where's yeah. the freedom in that? Well, and so- even in that, like, so you could say that one person became motivated to, you know, like start their own business in their garage and one person didn't. They will. But so they could have both watched the same video or same speaker and just one had the background experience that made them the kind of person who would receive that message and and want to act and the other person didn't yeah that's right that's right and so and 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 that's the point of all the whole free will discussion i think and and it gets back to this thing of like right how much of what we do is is just directed by the systems we live in right and and a bunch of causes that are um that are beyond our our control and then we feel bad about it which is crazy yeah. then we feel like we that we're this is what we, we began the conversation with like we then feel yeah. shitty about ourselves or shitty or like feel like we should be doing this or we should be doing yeah. that and which, um, by the way like self-flagellation is the biggest waste of time if you've done something that you genuinely should do, you know make reparations for then make reparations. But the fact that you didn't, I don't know, get out of bed one day, like beating yourself up internally, thinking of thinking that you're a shitty person, it doesn't actually, you know, do anything. It doesn't solve the problem. 
I'm I'm trying not to say it's not productive because <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. But it Fair doesn't help. It doesn't help you. You know, it doesn't help no. anybody. That's the other thing. It's like, yeah. So this whole like feeling like a shitty person. I think that's part of what I'm feeling over. I'm just kind of like right. Eh, we're all human. This has been my journey in therapy this year. Not to like totally go 180, but um, the realizing that I have been uncomfortable my entire life with the idea of being flawed, Mm. that I should always be striving to do and say the exact perfect thing. I cannot mess up. Certainly no one can know when I messed up because there's no greater humiliation. Sure, sure. And that everybody has to like me because- I don't know. That's just, you know, because I'm perfect. I have to be perfect. So for whatever reason, the uh, awareness and the acceptance of the idea that I'm a human being and I am allowed to be a human being and I'm allowed to be, I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm allowed to like look stupid. Honestly, like having this show, doing this show with you has been a big part of that journey for me that like, I don't always have to present this exactly accurate, Mm. perfect. I can say stupid things sometimes. I can sound dumb. I can like speak too high and I can like, (laughs) you know, laugh a little too much, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Like we're all going to be dead in a hundred years. Who cares? People just be sloppy, messy people. Try not to actively hurt anybody and just like... Who cares? Let it go. That's where and, I'm but, at. And, that, and I hear that. And, and that is exactly the, like the free will thing and the meditation thing or the, the idea deconstructing the idea of self, mm. which is like meditations, like one of the core th- tenets of, 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 of meditation. It's exactly that. It's basically like because you realize like all the things that we worry about and think about that, that that's an illusion, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't. Like, especially if you talk to take take free will out of the equation, I mean, I'm you're just along for the ride. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like right. you're along, like you're just along for the ride. And it doesn't mean that you're not accountable for what you do. Right. I mean, you are, and like because because we really do live actual lives. Like, right? We actually we you know we have to whatever our experience is our experience, and it's real in that sense. It's very very real. Yeah. But in a fundamental sense, it's not. Right. We are just one little tick on the arc of history. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe that's a good way to sort of close this out. Right. It's like this getting back to one of the themes that we always get back to, which is do what you can in your sphere of influence to make to take care of yourself, to take care of the people around you, to to contribute uh, in a way that is meaningful to you. Um, And, you know, fuck the capitalist bullshit, man. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. It's okay. It's all right. I posted something about this too, that over the holidays, I had multiple people saying to me something similar to what we've been saying, where they just feel like they've been so burnt out. They have just been like really phoning it in at work. My brother was saying he's having a lot of guilt, but he's just like, just doing the bare minimum, sometimes not even that. And I'm just like, why? Why? Steal time from these people. They don't exactly. care about you. Take like, care of yourself because you're the only one who's going to do it. So relax, relax. Yes, exactly take care right. of yourself. You're the, you're, you are the center of your own experience. 
And if you are happy and healthy, then you are going to be much better able to take care of those around you. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I would challenge everyone out there and I challenge myself to do this too is, um, and I, cause I found it to be very, very liberating. And that is this, try the idea of deconstructing a concept of self, like deconstruct, just think long and hard about what it, what Kristoff is like, what is that actually? And I think mm-hmm. that if you start like peeling those pieces apart, it becomes it's freeing. It's freeing. Yeah. It, it feels like it should be disorienting, but it's not. It's really not. It is deep. It, it can be deeply, deeply freeing to realize that, like, essentially, you're along for the ride. Essentially, you're along. You're, it's not your fault. It's not. Yes, you are accountable for your actions. Yes, you have to show up for your life, but it's not your fault. And there's like this. It's such a Judeo-Christian yeah. capitalist way of thinking about the world that like like you said like the self-flagellation the, the this thing that like, there's always something wrong with me and by the way i have to project that fact that there isn't anything wrong with me like those two <laughs> things at the same time right um yeah be anyway. christ-like exactly exactly <laughs> and also remember if you like our show make sure to subscribe leave a review check out our patreon and tell your friends to listen new episodes post mondays on all the major podcast channels And please connect with us on social media because we love you and we want to talk to you. Until next time, please care for each other, share your experience, strength, and hope with each other and with the people you love.